Are you weary? Unsure? Are you overwhelmed by the trials of life? Now more than ever, it is time to lift your gaze. It is no coincidence that you are tuned in at this very hour. This listener-supported podcast, Lift Your Gaze, promises to deliver empathy, edification, and empowerment. And with your subscription today, you will have access to every single impactful episode of Lift Your Gaze. Brace yourself for the breakthrough you've been waiting for. It's time to lift your gaze. Welcome to Lift Your Gaze, the podcast that ignites your spirit and uplifts your soul. I'm your host, Kim M. Clark, CEO and founder of Lift Your Gaze. Lift Your Gaze exists to provide hope to the darkest areas of our society, the correctional system. I'm also a best-selling and multiple award-winning author and the publisher of Deep Waters Books. As a former college marketing professor at John and Johns Hopkins alumni, I invite you to join me on a transformational journey into the boundless healing power of hope. Welcome to episode 109, Get Out of the Boat with Jehovah Jireh, Taking That Step of Faith. And I want to share with you a story, uh, actually a portion of scripture from Matthew and Matthew chapter 14. Well, this was shortly before dawn. Jesus went out to them and he was going out to the disciples and he was walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Gosh, how many times do we do that? We're in the middle of the storm and we freak out. We even see God working and we're still freaking out that uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe y'all are more holier than I am. But for me, I, I get in the middle of the storm and I even see Jesus there working, but I'm still freaking out. And then Peter says, Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Oh, just that one word. Come. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and he began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why do you doubt? Oh, that was from Matthew 14, 25 through 31. Isn't that all of us? Is that, you know, we get that courage, we get that initial boost of, okay, we can do this, we can do this. But then like the wind is, gosh, trying to knock us over. The water is pelting us. The waves are huge. And we take our eyes off God and we forget who our God is. And then we start to sink. And that a passage reminded me like, what, what did Peter feel? I mean, Peter was a seasoned fisherman. He had been fishing all of his life. He wasn't some Newbie didn't understand the dangers of storms on the Sea of Galilee, but he stepped out. And my, I was thinking of this, and I was like, you know, did did Jesus make the, you know, the bottom rise up? So Peter was stepping on the sandy bottom, or did he change the molecular structure of water so that it was hard, but it wasn't slippery, so he could walk on it? Or did he change Peter's molecular structure so he can be buoyant above water? a piece of wood, but a walking piece of wood. How did that work? But then he was able to walk as he kept his eyes focused on Jesus. But then when he started to sink and he took his eyes off Jesus, 
God didn't change. Jesus didn't change. He was still the God that commanded him to get out of the boat, to command him to take that step of faith. But Peter took his eyes off God. And that just convicts me. Like, there's so many times where, and you know, being a CEO and a founder of a ministry and a large ministry, it, there's a there's a lot of storms. There's a lot of problems and there's issues. And I think, oh, and because whatever I focus on gets bigger. If I focus on God and Jesus, God gets bigger than my problems. But if I focus on my problems, they get bigger than my God. And that's what Peter did. He focused on the problems, the storm, instead of the God. They started to sing. Like God didn't change. God was still on the throne. Jesus was still the Savior. Jesus was the one who commanded him to get out of the boat, who commanded him to walk on water, who enabled him to walk on water. But then Peter started to sink. So how did that change? That changed the molecular structure. That changed whatever God was doing to enable him to walk on the water. That changed. But then what did Jesus do? He didn't scold him and say, forget about you. You obviously don't have the faith to walk in this path I've laid out for you. I'll pick someone else. You're doomed. He didn't condemn him. He reached down the water and pulled him out. And that just struck me. And you have little faith because it was his faith and his focus of his faith that enabled him to walk on the water and do what God called him to do. So that was just, just really poignant, just for me as a, just a, a lesson, a life lesson. And our family was on vacation, and we were in the Gulf of Florida. I'm sorry, the Gulf of Mexico in Florida on the western side on the beautiful um, area down there. It's so pretty. And at low tide, and at, normally I'm all time in the water. And then I take my shower and at the end of the day and we eat dinner. And, but my son and my husband wanted to do some surf fishing at the evening right before sunset when there wasn't a lot of swimmers out there, which was perfect. So I go out there and I see people walking like 100, 200 yards in the sandbar in knee-deep water and then people swimming in six, five, six feet water on the left or the right of them. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'm going to walk on that sandbar. Of course, I'd showered. And it was in my dress for the evening, <laughs> but I still walked out there on the water. And I walked out there and I was able to walk, you know, 100, 200 yards from shore in knee-deep water. And I did a great video, and I'll post that in social media, so check that out. But as I did that, I was like, wow, that I'm able to walk out there. And I thought of Peter, like, was he walking on sand when he walked towards Jesus? Or was he walking on hard water? Like, how did that? And I saw right next to me, people were in, again, five, six feet of water, swimming happily. And I was like, wow, how did, and I, I wasn't a storm. It was a beautiful evening the beach. I didn't have all that other stress of just walking out on water, which was crazy. But it just, it reminded me of that. Peter, I'm like, what did he feel when he, his feet touched that water? Was it, how did, was the water hard? Was it slippery? Was it sandy? How did God do that? What did he feel? And then, you know, with the storm ugh, swirling around him, and then and I love that Jesus, when he got in the boat with Peter, just said, like, be still, which the Hebrew word is like, hush, and the waters and the tempest obeyed him. And how encouraging for us, like even, but God used that storm for good as an illustration for us, to, for us to remind us to keep our eyes on God and our, just focus on him. But when I walked on that sandbar, I figured, I, I, I felt like the light, the Lord gave me three takeaways. It's like, we have to know when to take that step of faith. 
and God says, come. We have to hear his heeding. A lot of times we're like, I'm going to go, go do this, and I'm going to do this my own strength, and we fail. And it's even if that we go out and do it, even we hear God and we encounter obstacles, that's normal. That's perfectly normal. And I think a lot of us, I can't tell many Christians have told me, well, if God's in it, there won't be any trials. No, never. There will definitely be trials. There will definitely be problems. That's just part of the journey. But if God's called you, that same God who's called you will also equip you. So the first thing we have to know is to know when to take that step out in faith. And for me, when I I did that, it was low tide. Like I saw other people ahead of me and I felt lower. I was like, walk out there. I wanted to show you something. I felt that nudge in my Holy Spirit. And that's, and I also have to remember whenever we hear from God, a lot of the ladies that are incarcerated ask me, how do you hear from God? And there's two criteria I use. Number one, it's biblical, like take that step of faith. And number two, number one, I'm sorry, it always lines up with the biblical word of God. If God's asking you to do something that's not in the word of God, that's not God, it's the enemy. So that taking that step of faith was definitely aligned with scripture. And the second litmus test was it's usually something I don't want to do. Like go apologize or repent. Go take a step of faith. Even though you've just showered, you're all clean. You're going to go out to dinner. <laughs> go in the ocean and walk out there. That's usually what I find that when God's like, okay, I'm just going to trust you and just do this because you're on the throne and you're the God of all creation. So that's when number one is to know when to walk out, know the timing. And for me, it was the low tide to see. And also I saw other people ahead of me, but I also felt the Holy Spirit going, go walk out there, try it. Number two, know where to walk. So I could have walked. It was a skinny sandbar all the way out there. It was really interesting. It was like a, you know, a sandbar pier all the way out there. And, but I, I watched where the water was breaking. Because that's how you know that it's shallow water and that where it wasn't breaking, the, you know, in the Gulf, it just kind of ripples. It almost has that lake, just beautiful, just these little ripples of, of waves. But the water <clears throat> it was, had little white caps on top. And that's where I knew I could walk out on. So we have to know where to walk. And again, feel that leading of God's like, okay, go this way. I'm leading you here. And sometimes, even though he's leading you on a path, that might change. He might say, great, that was, that was to get you started from... For example, if you're a business owner or a nonprofit, you're, okay, that was that great. That was from zero to a quarter of a million dollars in revenue. Now from a quarter million dollars to half a million, I need you to go with this next uh, next next person, next help. It, it's a different skill set. So I'm going to help you there. And then to half a million to a million dollars in revenue, it's a different skill set. And then for a million to... Five million or ten million—it's a different skill set in, in revenue and in donations. So all that is—you have to trust that. So you have to know where to walk. And you know, when you're on that pier, even though you're on the pier, God might still change the people you're working with, the people that you're doing things with. So number three, just walk, just be obedient. So for example, remember I just showered and I was in my dress. And I didn't want to get all sandy or, and salty again, but I was like, you know what? I I don't want to miss this. And as I look back, you know, my husband and my son were still on the shore and they were fishing and, and there were people out in front of me walked even further out and there were people swimming on other sides. All of us are at different points in our faith walk. And it's important that we don't, that we don't ridicule, um, blame others, say, well, this worked for me, so it has to work for you. I don't know what your problem is. You're not doing it how I'm doing it. 
what what works for you and what God's calling you to do is different than what God's calling other people to do. And I thought of that, you know, here I am, I'm out, uh, you know, gosh, 10,000 inmates have received hope through Lift Your Gaze in the past four years. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of on that sandbar way out there and, and my family helps, but they're not, we're, they're not as entrenched as I am as the CEO and founder and with the chaplains and working with other ministry organizations who share this message of hope. They're very helpful and incredible support, but they're on the shore. And there's other people that are ahead of me, which is great. And there are other people that are just swimming and they're just swimming and they're doing what God's called them to do. And that's okay. So this is important to know is that we're obedient to our walk, what God's calling us to do. So the three takeaways I got was know when to walk out, listen to that heeding of the Holy Spirit, know where to walk, and just walk, be obedient. Once you know when and where, just to just obey. And that's, a, that's just such a beautiful, that's God's love language is to obey. So I want to share with you on Jehovah Jireh because I felt like God provided for me as I walked out there. And this, if you have my prayer book, this is Deep Waters, Lift Your Gaze Prayer Book. It's available on Amazon, wherever fine books are sold. I'm I'm on the Jehovah Jireh chapter. And if you have your book, it's on page 77. And I, I just thought this was really important because this is the Lord who, the name Jehovah Jireh is the Lord who foresees and provides. This is really powerful because God is the one who has no beginning or end. So he knew I was going to, be on the beach, the Gulf that day. He knew he was going to create that sandbar. He knew he, that was already there before I was even born, that he was going to teach me this application lesson to share this with you. It's so powerful. So let me share with you the meaning of the, of the Hebrew name of God, Jehovah Jireh. The name Jehovah Jireh not only means the Lord who provides, but also the God who foresees. The Hebrew word Jireh or Yira is simply the form of the verb to see, but compounded with Jehovah or Yahweh, some people pronounce it, or the one who possesses all wisdom and knowledge, who foresees everything from eternity to eternity, it means to see beforehand or actually have prevision instead of provision, prevision. So God's already provided what you need as opposed to provide. Provide is afterwards, pro is after, but pre is before. So God knew you'd be in this battle. He knew you'd be struggling and he provided you the grace and strength as he takes you to the next level of your faith. Thus, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Yerah's provision and prevision are the same thing. He therefore provides for us before we even know we have the need. Our Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Yerah, delivers yesterday, today, and tomorrow for his provisions are continual and unending. Oh, praise God. Isn't that so encouraging? Abraham, during his greatest trial, first encountered this Hebrew name of God in Genesis 22 on Mount Moriah. In the final moments when Abraham was ready to sacrifice his only beloved and promised son, Isaac, Jehovah's angelic messenger spoke, telling Abraham not to lay a hand on his son. And that became the site of Calvary and the scene of that grand and awful sacrifice of God's only begotten and well-beloved son who was put under judgment for sin and became our substitute. That same mountain that Abraham was called to sacrifice his son, which God spared Isaac from, is that same mountain that God sacrificed his own son for our sins and became a substitute for us. How encouraging is that? Isn't that incredible? Our Jehovah Jireh, excuse me, our Jehovah Jireh or Yira meets our eternal needs as well. 
He provides the perfect and sinless, sinless lamb of sacrifice for all of our sins, his one and only beloved son, so that we can be reconciled with our Elohim through faith. How much more will he then provide for us who are covered, illuminated, and redeemed by the valuable blood of his son, exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ever ask or imagine? That's our Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Yireh. So hopefully that encourages you today and helps you lift your gaze that God provides. And for us, our job is to keep our focus on him. But even when we don't have our focus and it wavers, God is still merciful and still pulls us out of those deep waters like he did with Peter. So yeah, that was first, that name first appeared in Genesis 22, 6 through 14, when Abraham took his son Isaac on that hill and the angel of the Lord stopped Abraham from sacrificing his son. But it was the same place where God sacrificed his son for our sins. Let me read to you some Jehovah Yireh or Jireh prayers for you. And where I say I, put your name in there to just personalize this as you're saying this out loud. And I'm going to start with Jehovah Jireh is faithful. This is based on the promises found in Genesis 28. Kim, or I know everything in heaven and on earth is connected. I am thankful to Jehovah who gives me dreams. I know that it was Jehovah who gave Jacob the dream of a stairway with Elohim's angels going up and down on it, interconnecting heaven and earth. I am grateful to Jehovah. Jehovah is faithful to watch over me wherever I go. I know Jehovah, Jireh, Jehovah. Yira will always provide whatever I require because I'm Jehovah, because my Jehovah Jireh proceeds and provides for all of my needs before I even realize I need it. I understand Jehovah Jireh will never leave nor forsake me. Jehovah Jireh will bring to fruition all that he has promised me. Jehovah Jireh or Yira will completely and abundantly provide for me. I praise Jehovah Yira. Amen. So hopefully that comforts you, that prayer. And I think I have time for two more. So let me try to read those to you. Jehovah Yireh, my deliverer, based on the promises found in 1 Samuel 2. I rejoice because Jehovah delivered me. My heart finds joy in Jehovah Yireh. My gaze is lifted and locked on Jehovah Yireh. I know that there is no one else like my Jehovah Yireh. My Jehovah is the L of knowledge, and Jehovah weighs all of our actions. I trust in Jehovah Yira who protects me. Jehovah Yira will fortify me with strength. Jehovah Yira will provide life, cause poverty, and grants wealth. I know that it is Jehovah Yira who humbles people and promotes them. Jehovah Yira lifts the needy from the trash to make them sit with nobles and as them inherit a glorious throne. I acknowledge that the pillars of earth are Jehovah's. Jehovah Yireh safeguards the steps of his faithful ones like me. I understand that Jehovah silenced the wicked people in darkness. I know that the people cannot succeed by their own strength. It is only through Jehovah Yireh. Jehovah Yireh provides me with strength, power, and faith. I praise Jehovah Yireh. Amen. Oh, that's so good. Okay, I have time for some more. I'm good. 
This is Jehovah Yura Strengthens. This is based on the promises found in Isaiah 25, 40, and 61. I am grateful that Jehovah Yura is a guard for the helpless, a defense for the needy in distress, a refuge from the storm. I recognize the breath of the ruthless is like a rainstorm against the wall. There are no match for Jehovah Yura. I worship Jehovah Yura, who grants those who grieve peace, giving them a garland of blessing instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and the mantle of praise instead of the spirit of feigning. So they will be called oaks of righteousness planted by Jehovah. I have peace because Jehovah Yura's understanding is beyond reach. I know that it's Jehovah Yura who increases my strength when I am weak. I wait upon Jehovah Yura for strength. I understand that everyone gets fatigued, and even young people will stumble and fall. I wait with hope for the faithful Jehovah Yura who precedes. My strength will be renewed because of Jehovah Yura's protection, faithfulness, and prevision. I will soar on wings like eagles and will run and not become weary. I will walk and not grow tired. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. That's so good. So I have, I want to read this next one. Jehovah provides all things based on the promises found in Exodus 16, Deuteronomy 2, 1 Kings 17, 1 Kings 19, Mark 6 and 8. I am so grateful that my Jehovah Yireh is the same Jehovah who provided manna every morning for 40 years to the Israelites when they were in the wilderness, despite their sin and complaining. I know of the continual blessings and care that Jehovah Yireh, who was showered down upon Elijah when the ravens brought him bed, bread and meat in the mornings and evenings, will also provide substance for me and my family. Even when I am frightened like Elijah, when he was running in fear for his life from his enemy Jezebel, I trust in Jehovah Yireh to protect me because Jehovah Yireh precedes all of my needs and provides for me in advance. I praise Jehovah Yireh because he delivers me, the same Jehovah that fed the multitudes through the obedience and prayers of Elisha and Jehovah Jesus. For thousands ate and were satisfied, and they had copious leftovers. That same Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Yira, will abundantly provide for me and my family through my prayers. I rejoice as Jehovah Yira has blessed me in everything I've done. Elohim has always been near to me during my darkest days and wanderings. As a result of Jehovah Yira's provision, I have not needed or lacked a thing. Amen. Oh, it's so good. I'm going to read Jehovah who precedes. This is based on the promises found in Job 34, Psalms 32, 68, and 113. I rejoice that Jehovah Yira precedes all of my needs. I know that Jehovah Yira's eyes are always upon the ways of each man and woman. Jehovah Yira sees all of my steps and everyone else's, whether the past, present, or future. I praise Jehovah Yira, whose mercy and glory are higher than that of the heavens. The streams of my life are like Jehovah, excuse me, are like Elohim's rivers, which are full of water that drench the groves of the land, settling in it, its ridges, ridges, excuse me. The waters of my Jehovah Yireh softens the dirt, quenches its thirst with bountiful showers. I know Jehovah Yireh blesses all the vegetation and crowns the year with immeasurable bounty. 
for all of Jehovah's past drip with abundance. Jehovah Jireh's goodness and provision drops sustenance over the meadows and the wilderness, and the hills rejoice. My pastures overflow, and the hills are robed with delight. My valleys are covered with the grain, and they shout for joy and sing praises to Elohim. Jehovah Jireh, or Jehovah Yira, is a father to the fatherless and a judge of the widows and orphans. Jehovah Jireh provides goodness and protection for the poor. I acknowledge Jehovah Jireh as my Elohim, who is enthroned on high and who knows all things that are in heaven and on earth. I have comfort that Jehovah Yireh will instruct and teach me in all the ways I should go. Jehovah Yireh provides for me with solid counsel and watches over me. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to end with one last one. I know I said only do two or three, but these are so good. And when you read these, it's important to go grab the book and fill in your name when you read these prayers. There's something powerful that happens with your name in there. So definitely do that and read it once with your name. Read the prayers again with your loved one's names and a third time with those who sinned against you. Ah, Because God says for us to pray for those who sin against us. So that's really powerful. I just God just works miracles then. The last one is Jehovah Yireh is unchangeable, based on the promises found in Genesis 22. Kim understands Jehovah Yireh's provision and prevision are the same thing. Jehovah delivers yesterday, today, and tomorrow. For Jehovah Yireh's provision for me are continual and unending. Just as Jehovah Yireh was faithful to Abraham during his greatest trial, the prevention of the sacrificial offering of his son Isaac, the unchangeable Jehovah Yireh is loyal to me and my family. As Jehovah Yireh tried Abraham, I understand that when Jehovah Yireh tests someone like me, tests their faith, it is for my spiritual growth, sanctification, sanctification, and Jehovah's glory. I am beyond grateful that on that same mountain that an angel of Elohim prevented Abraham from offering his beloved and promised son Isaac, Jehovah Yireh sacrificed his only begotten and well-beloved son, Jehovah Jesus, for me. I praise Jehovah Jesus, who received the entire judgment and penalty for my sins and became my substitute. I rejoice that I am reconciled with Elohim through my faith in Jehovah Jesus. Jehovah Yireh has provided eternally for me, and I am covered, illuminated, and redeemed by the invaluable blood of Jehovah Jesus. And Jehovah Jireh will not withhold any good gift from me. I exalt Jehovah Jireh, who melts, excuse me, who meets all of my needs eternally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Amen. So that was episode 109. Get out of the boat with Jehovah Jireh. Hopefully that blessed your Jehovah Jireh. Just to remind you, Lift Your Gaze is a listener-supported podcast. Go to www.liftyourgaze to make a tax-deductible donation to support this podcast. You can find the Lift Your Gaze podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast. Find us on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, and SoundCloud. You can also find Lift Your Gaze at Nona FM mobile apps and on our and on our website, www.liftyourgaze.org. So look under the podcast link on the left-hand side. Thank you and God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lift Your Gaze. Be sure to subscribe so you may continue to enjoy upcoming episodes. Lift Your Gaze is a listener-supported podcast. 
We deeply appreciate your partnering with us today. We would also like to invite you to visit liftyourgaze.org. There, you'll have the opportunity to learn about our impactful community programs, such as our HOPE initiatives. And we welcome you to kindly consider a tax-deductible contribution that will enable us to continue to share the message of Lift Your Gaze. Until next time, there's always hope when you lift your gaze.